0: God, we thank you that you plant your word in our hearts and you can also prepare our hearts. So will you do that right now? If our heart is hard in any way, will you soften it so that your word would be planted deep into it and it could produce a harvest? We don't only want to be hearers of your word. We want to be doers of it. And we know that with your help, nothing's impossible. God, we submit to you now. We want to do your will. We resist the devil. We thank you that he has to flee hedge of protection around us and our children. Praying this hedge of protection that you'd minister to us, you'd lead us, you'd bring breakthrough into our life. And where there's healing needed, that you'd heal us right now. Also pray for people who are not in relation with you. Will you draw them unto yourself? Will you knock on the door of their heart so they can receive you as their Saviour? And everyone believed it said, Amen. Amen. Also, you guys can take your seats. Good morning. It's a bit chilly out there, isn't it? Hey. Um, it's just the start of winter, and we're already getting into it. Um, anyone enjoy the Stormers game last night? Hey, this year, of course, uh, we didn't have the momentum we needed. Hey, but Cape Town Stadium looked like it was rocking. I saw a few people got to go, but um, but hopefully next year. Hey, we take it? Yes, no. It's crazy. I heard some, some families. Uh, Sol called out some families. The Butler family left. They went there supporting the stormers and they left with Monster Flags. You know those guys are dodgy. Hey, you, you know what I mean you just don't trust people like that. Um, but, but you need to stay solid. Uh, but but um yeah, it was a great game. Of course, we should have taken some kicks, but we didn't. Um But I want to welcome everyone. For first time, guests my name's Andre. We're so glad you're in the house. And uh, we are doing our Galatians series. So we encourage you to read through the book. If you haven't started in the devotional, you can find it on the Version Bible app and on Facebook and Instagram. You can see the links or go to our website, and you'll find the, the plan. Um, but we encourage you to read through the book of Galatians as well. It's six chapters. It's pretty simple. Uh, but what we're trying to encourage you to do is to understand the author, the context, and to really get used to reading the Bible um, so that the Word can come alive to you. And you can practice that in other books of the Bible as well. And then, of course, uh, we, we encourage you for the next four weeks to get into a view group. Of course, you're going to learn a row, but you're really going to grow as you discuss the topic, discuss scripture, so you can learn so much hearing me um, or one of our preachers. But you can learn so much more discussing scripture for yourself. So why don't you go on the journey with us? And tonight James is going to be preaching. So also from the Book of Galatians, so you can double dip. I hope you guys know people who go to church twice have a better chance on Sundays have a better chance to get to heaven. You can, can't verify that, but if you get to heaven, and they ask you, did you go twice? At least you could say, yes, I did. And then there'll be no issues. Um, so I encourage you to do that. But Galatians 5 verse 1 gives us a bit of uh, a picture into this book. It says, so Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. Now the, the Jewish church, the, the, ch- the Christian church sorry, was birthed out of a Jewish city, Jerusalem, and Jewish leaders took the gospel out. Of course, our human nature is to to try to add to our salvation. You know what I mean? Sometimes you wake up and go, am I really being a good Christian? Um, What else can I do to be a better Christian? And and what these Jewish leaders were doing was they were like trying to add to what Christ has, had done. And so they said, you know what, what you guys need to do, the Gentile world, because we would be known, if you're not a, a Jewish person, you'd be known as a Gentile. And, and the, the church was growing in the Gentile world. And what these Jewish leaders were saying is, you know what you need to do? You need to also obey the law like we have. And I, I'm not saying we, we, we don't see what God has said in the Old Testament. But, but what they were doing is they were trying to add to what Jesus had already done. Um, other leaders were saying, you know, to the guys, you need to be like us Jewish guys. We're all circumcised. You need to also be circumcised. You can imagine that um, new membership class. Growth track this Tuesday. We're we'll going to discuss circumcision. You know, there'd be no guys at growth track. You know what I mean? Like it would be a woman strong church. Anyway, so, <laughs> so... What was happening was these Jewish leaders were actually adding this. And Paul goes in, 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 in verse, chapter 1 uh, in, in the verses. He says, you know, Jesus plus is not the gospel. You can't even use the word gospel when you try to add to what Christ has done. Um, he actually says it, that, that, that you were dead in your sin. Uh, but, sorry, before that, he says it was God's will to save us. Then he goes and he tells us where we were. He says, you're dead in your sin. And then Jesus rescues you, and we're saved now. All glory to God. He almost goes from the start. He says it's God's will. He says, this is what happened. You were dead in your transgressions. Christ paid a price for your sin. You were saved. All glory to God. God started it. God gets all the glory. You don't get any glory. It's not because you cried out. It was because God planned to save you. And there's a scripture that says, before the foundation of the earth, Christ was slain. And before the problem the solution. And Paul was trying to get their eyes back on Christ. And really Galatians gets our eyes back on the truth that we are saved by grace. We can't earn it, but we can receive it. And we can be confident in the work he's done for us. He doesn't need to make a second payment. So even when condemnation knocks on the door of your heart, you need to tell her where to go because you have been saved by grace. Yes, you might experience the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And that's a gift to you because sons and daughters experience the conviction of the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit working inside of you. Um, not to say you suck, but hey, you don't need to live in this anymore. You don't need to live in your sinful nature. Your sinful nature is actually the weaker um, desire working in you. The stronger desire is the desire of the Spirit. And, and so, so we have Paul pointing this out to us and saying, focus on Christ. Galatians 5 and 7 says, you're running a good race. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? You're running a good race. Who cut in on you? And I'm asking you, what have you added to sort of your gospel? Uh, you know, if Andre, if I, if I serve Jesus and I also get these things, then I'll feel really saved. Yeah, Andre, if I um, serve Jesus and get married, then I'm going to be really saved. If Andre, if I uh, serve Jesus and do well in my career, then I'm saved. No, no, you're saved because of what Jesus did. You're not saved because anything else you add to your life. Your salvation is found in Christ. So today is Pentecost Sunday. It's 50 days after the resurrection and Pentecost means 50. It's not some weird statement. It's a day where the church was birthed. The church was birthed by the power in the power of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus came out of the tomb, He breathed on His disciples and says, receive the Holy Spirit. It's the first encounter they have. And then He says, I'm going to go and you need to wait. Um, And they do wait in the upper room and God pours out His Spirit. It's the second encounter. So we see that when you get saved, that you receive the Holy Spirit. That's actually the first thing that happens. You get baptized into the body of Christ. You're a child of God. The Holy Spirit comes in you for you. He's your comforter. And, and if you're a child of God, you have the Holy Spirit living in you. But we see that there's a baptism as well where the Holy Spirit comes on you for others. He put, God puts His Spirit on you to do ministry. And we see the church is birthed in power. Of course, we see on that day, there's tongues of fire um, in the, the story that, that are on the heads of the disciples. And, and they speak in a heavenly language. And of course, the people there, because the people that gathered, could unders- they heard the gospel in their own language. And, and I'm going to be um, preaching into an, uh, um, after the book of Galatians, an encounter series where we're going to speak about people's encounter and what it led to. And the disciples, of course, encountered the Holy Spirit and what it led to and different people in the Bible. And, and we'll give time for, for worship, for prayer and help you understand what, what a heavenly language is and 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 so that you, of course, can can step into that if you've never stepped into it. And I encourage you um, to not let get into a world where, where, here's the crazy thing is, if God gives the Holy Spirit, um, how can we make it the devil's work? You know what I mean? <laughs> then that's the danger. The enemy would want you to think that that somehow God's trying to trick you. You know what I mean? It's in the Word. No, but it's God made a mistake when He put it there. Like, and so I encourage you to lean in, do the encounter series. We're also going to be fasting in that. But today, I'm going to be reading from Galatians 5, and I'm going to be speaking about the, the fruits of the Spirit and also the desires of your flesh. Galatians 5 verse 13 says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command love your neighbor as yourself if you bite and devour each other watch out or you'll be destroyed by each other so i i say walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the flesh the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh they're in conflict with each other so that, you are not to do, um, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, purity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with, with His passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying, each other. Very interesting is Paul starts out saying, you've been free. You've been set free. Live in your freedom. Then he says, don't, don't have fights with each other because the law is fulfilled in loving your neighbor. Love God and love your neighbor, hey? And, and then he says, you don't have to do this because just like your, your, your flesh is, is in opposite direction to your spirit, there's going to be conflict. And he's just mentioned don't be in conflict with people. Then he speaks about the fruits of the spirit. And then again, he says, Don't let's not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. Again, it's conflict with people. I'll let you know the outworking of flesh always leads to conflict with people. That's why I'm always blown away by people who are they. They, they create division the in the church because the church is not moving in the spirit. But they're moving in the flesh. You see, if I add an apple to a fake tree, does it make that tree fruitful? I want to let you know, Saul, the evil king prophesied. The true sign of the fruits of the spirit is love. And love creates unity. And love is patient and kind. I want to let you know, the church that takes ground in the end times is the church that is grounded in the fruits of the spirit and the outworking is miracles. But it's not a church that just has miracles, but all hell is breaking loose. And the crazy thing is we have been known as a church, a Pentecostal church that has powerful services, but a lot of fighting inside the church. And that's a sign that we're not really focused on God. We have got excited about the move of God and it's actually stirred up our fleshly desires. We want to become famous. Why do we have men of God with entourages and they're walking, they got bodyguards everywhere and they say, I'm just going to spray this doom in your face and I want you to bark like a dog. It's all for their glory. And all of a sudden you see the church break out in division because it's not a sign of a move of God. And Paul would say a true sign of the move of God is founded in love. Of course, what I've understood is when I love God and love people, you'll see the the prophetic, you'll see the miracles. And what we need to focus on is God, this is truly, the move of God is sustained by the work of the Spirit. And the work, the sign that the the Spirit is moving your life is the fruits of the Spirit. It's not the apple on the tree. It's the ability to produce the fruit. It's the love, the patience, the kindness. And Paul's saying in the front end, don't, don't get into discord. In the back end, don't get envious. But he tells us this is, and it's always a challenge. If we are always fighting with people, there's something wrong. You know, John Maxwell says, you know, when you're always fighting with somebody, if, if Saul's fighting with, with so and so, Saul's fighting with so and so, the only common denominator is Saul. <laughs> Sorry, I had to use it. But you get what I'm saying? And saying everyone, oh, everyone's fighting with me. No, no, you're fighting with everyone. <laughs> What's happening in your life? Because the outworking of your flesh is discord. But the outworking of the Spirit is love, patience, kindness, joy. We can end right now. Thank you, Jesus. Okay? We'll close in prayer. So when you look at this story, you look at the, the spirit of God working in you and the desires of your flesh—it uh, feels like a battle. That what's going on the inside and the outside? But actually, they both, in inter- inside, it's internal desires. Paul points out to us that that our internal desires are outworked in different categories. Um, of course, we see that the outworking is. Um, of we see a sexu- sexuality area of sexuality there's there 's an outworking which dishonors god there 's an outworking uh, sex outside of marriage totally dishonors god and that 's a work of the flesh there 's many outworkings then, then you look at destructive attitudes um, you see um, hatred you see um, you see discord jealousy and and then of course um, the outworking of those attitudes, dissension, fractions. But, but, but Paul's talking about all these things um, inside of you. He also gives religious uh, fruits in a way of your flesh. And that's idolatry. It's this, it's this over-desire for actually a good thing. He says that's actually more dangerous than the other ones. You're stuck in sexual sin. Everyone can actually, no one will tell you, you're actually not honoring God sexually. But it's when you have this over desire. Andre, if I could just get my degree, I will be saved. That's the dangerous one. Andre, if I can just get married one day, then I'll be saved. Marriage is a good thing. It's from God. But if you think it's going to save you, you're going to punish your partner because you're asking them to be God. Um, it's it's like money's not evil but the love of money it's an over desire for money if I could just have this much money I'll be saved some of you have an over desire to get out of our country you think once you get there you'll be saved once you get there you realize only God can save you hey if God wants to move you go for it be obedient to God but if you go in there because it's supposed to save you that's the worst way to do it I encourage you to save yourself from that over desire and to find your salvation in Christ. Paul's saying that's the most dangerous thing because over-desire is idolatry. Idolatry, You have this thing, you have this sense, and, and that's actually a big problem. He's saying when you over-desire a good thing to save you, it's because you're struggling to trust Jesus. But a trust in Christ, Gives birth to the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. A trust in Christ always leads you back to His Word. It leads you back to a relationship with Jesus. And Jesus does the miraculous. Now, if the Mona Lisa was here, we would have security everywhere and of course glass screens that probably are bulletproof. And then I say to you guys, I am going to repaint the Mona Lisa. You guys all know I do a terrible job. Because... I'm a German expressionist at heart. Anyway, bad joke because I actually, but anyway, abstract art. I wouldn't do a good job. Maybe even if I went to a school of art for 10 years, I would still not get close to it. Even if I got close to it, the value would never get close to it. Because I'm not the artist. The only way to do a good job in recreating the Mona Lisa and getting a great value on it is to ask the original artist to come do it. We can't do that, of course. The only original artist who can continually do a new work to his original standard is the artist who can live forever. It's God. And what God does when he makes you in your mother's womb, he can do when he saves you. He can do another work. That's why when we come to Christ, we are reborn. He again does a masterful job of renewing us. He puts his spirit into us. And that's why we need to come to Christ because we have no ability. But when we don't come to Christ, we try to paint the Mona Lisa. And it's really an average job. We try to save ourselves we try to find our own way. Then we realize that's no way at all. And normally the outworking is not only sinful desires. You'll see a lot of discord with other people. Because somehow they're in the way of your salvation. If they win, you lose kind of thing. And So Paul points out all the discord, And, and we need to become people who come to Jesus. Once you come to Jesus, what's amazing is the Spirit in your life, the Holy Spirit, its desires are actually stronger than your fleshy desires. And what I mean by that is the strongest side of you is your spirit life. I'm not saying you're not going to have fleshy desires. But, but once you become a child of God, your greatest desire is actually to not only become more like Jesus, but come close to Him. It's actually... A confirmation. That's why even it says, your, God gives you His Spirit and you cry out, Abba Father. There's this, there's this desire to be close to your Father. And, and, and so when you start to obey the Spirit of God, you start to live the life you dream to live. Because you're a child of God now. And so your desire is actually to honour God. One of the tricks to overcoming your flesh is to actually call out what it is. See, the, sometimes you just don't want to call it out. But, but when you have an overdesire, those are the hardest ones to identify. You have to call it what it is. I somehow I think I'll be saved if I get this. I'll be more saved. Or it will save me and I'll have more peace. No. I'm actually putting my trust in this thing. You need to call it what it is so that you can put your trust back in God. Yes, you need to also know that that, that thing you think is too strong to break that can be, it can be done by the Spirit of God. Not by might nor by strength, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. There's a story of a, of a man gets buried and they put a marble stone over his grave. Then realise that an acorn got into the casket. This acorn started to grow, grow and grow. It ended up breaking through the marble. Who would have put their money on an acorn over a marble? I don't think many would. But that's a picture of what happens as you ask Jesus to come to your life. He deposits His Spirit into your life. You might have marble-like sin, but God's power can break through That's it. Not by your might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Have you asked Jesus to come into your life? Are you calling out your sinful nature for what it is? One of the keys to overcoming your sinful nature is to call out the heart behind it. The reason I'm doing it, Andre, is because I feel that If I don't do it, I'm going to lose out on that. Or I trust in it. Or once you call it out, once you bring it to the light, once you uncover that reason, God can cover you by His grace. The enemy wants you to keep your desires in the dark. That's why there's a scripture that says in James, confess your sins to one another so you can be healed. There's a power. And I'm not saying just go tell everyone. You need to find people you can trust. But one of the keys to overcoming your sinful nature is calling out the desire behind the desire. As you do it, you'll start to experience the breakthrough that God has for you. So acts of the sinful nature, I mentioned them. Um, There is... In the area of sexuality, sexual immorality. Uh, this is sexual intercourse between unmarried people. Impurity, unnatural sexual practices, relationships, debauchery, uncontrolled sexuality. Um, then you have an area of religion that's mentioned. Idolatry, witchcraft. This is providing an inadequate substitute for God. You're, you're actually trying to find something else that will save you. And the second is faking the work of the Spirit. Paul's Paul speaking about this when it comes to those sins. Then the next category is destructive attitudes. I mentioned selfish ambition, um, competitiveness, self-seeking motive, coveting, uh, jealousy. And and then he says the outworking of these attitudes is discord, um, being argumentative, fits of rage, outbursts, anger, dissension, divisions between people. And that's why I'm always blown away that, that, that as the church, the Pentecostal church, we can trust for a massive power move of God, but then get caught up in all that. Then we have to call it what it is. It's not a move of God. It's a move of the flesh. God does it. Because remember, Saul prophesied he was an evil king. God can do it beyond our problems. But we need to be people who call out what's at the heart of it. Why are you fighting? Well, actually, I'm actually unhealthy. Like the work of God that changes the world is grounded in love and poured out in power. And that's what we want for the end times. Not just a powerful church that's fighting all the time, divide, creating divisions. We need to be a powerful church. We love God, we love people, and we see the miracles of God break out into our community. The, the other thing we see is um, substance abuse, drunkenness and orgies. And of course, orgies over there is not sexual, it's actually drinking orgies, if you actually go study the word. And, and so we see those different categories. And like I pointed out, your, your sexual one and your, 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 um, your um, drinking and all those things, you almost can see it for what it is. And you need to call it out. But it's those attitudes that are the most dangerous, and it's the religious ones that really take you out. And, and the reason I say it is because as the church, it's way easier for us to, you know, we all call it. Do you see how those people are stuck in their sex... Sexual stuff and, and their drink, drunkenness. And Paul's going, have you seen how much discord there is in the church? God doesn't put them in different categories. He calls them all up. And we have to go, hey, this is what it is. So we can deal with it. And we can actually focus on the work of the Spirit. Because as we focus on Jesus' work, the growth is gradual. You might not see it right now, but just like some plants, you don't see the growth. You actually see them over time. You might find you were blown away. Two years ago, I was never this patient. Two years ago, I would have never seeked peace. Well, that's because the Spirit of God is growing in your life. It's gradual, but thank God He's growing in your life. Sin would like to say, I've got you, but you have to remind them, hey, I've been paid for with a price. I'm a child of God. The Spirit of God is in my life and you might not see it yet, but it's growing gradually. I'm going to honour God. And even when I feel weak, I'm going to call it what it is. I'm going to go back to Jesus. Growth of the Spirit's fruit is inevitable. The acorn broke through the marble. If you've got marble like sin, You need to make sure you've got a deposit of God in you and know that it's inevitable that you're going to get breakthrough in Jesus' name. That thing will not be your future. It will not hold you down. You've got resurrection power inside of you. If death couldn't hold Jesus down, that sin cannot hold you down. The fruit of the Spirit has internal roots even then there's outworking and God uses you miraculously, the big thing that you need to do and God's going to ask you is how's your heart? Do you love me and do you love people? Because there will be opportunities for uh, distractions and fighting and disunity and you can give into that. But the greater work of the Spirit is the fruit of the Spirit. And that's really what we need. Because we are frail, we are weak and we're gonna have disconnect. And if you always say, if disconnect comes, I'm out of you," You're gonna have every weekend to get out of you. <laughs> we're gonna need a lot of the spirit of God if we're gonna stick together and work through our issues and ask God to do the miraculous through us. But in Jesus' name as possible. And what's awesome is that When God, when Paul says fruit, he uses one word, it it includes all the fruit. But what it challenges us is, is don't think you can have one fruit and then totally neglect another. (laughs) You can show a bit of love, but be so impatient. Paul's saying, you've got a deposit that produces all the fruit. So simply, even as we see this, Paul would again encourage us to focus on Jesus. He's your savior, Jesus first. You know, even as a a child, a mom gives birth to a child, the child has now lived in its mother's womb and grown, and the mom gives birth to the child. The child doesn't give birth to itself, the child plays no part. The only person playing the part is the mom in that moment of birth and that growth in the womb. You need to know that Jesus has given birth to you spiritually. Just be the child and receive the miracle. Receive the miracle. Keep going back to your parent. Keep going back to your father and let him do a new work in you. Remain in me and I'll also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I'm the vine, you're the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you'll bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Don't do it. Don't run away from Jesus. Stay close to Him. Because with Him, nothing's impossible. But away from Him, nothing is possible. Philippians 1 verse 6 Be confident in this He who began a good work in you Will carry it on to completion Until the day of Christ Jesus uh, Come on you've got an acorn growing Marble like sin God will break through Grace is inevitable It might be slow Stay in Christ He will finish the work He started in you He's a faithful Father Quick feed your spirit Feed your spirit with prayer Watch and pray So that you will not fall into temptation The spirit is willing But the flesh is weak Feed your spirit with God's word. How can a young person stay on the path of purity? By living according to your word. Um, I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So, of course, we get into the word. And lastly, feed your spirit with the right people. Don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Come back to your senses as you ought. Stop sinning. Because get into a group, get into a circle, and lastly, live for an audience of one. Paul saying to them, front end, don't fight with people. Back end, don't fight with people. God loves you. Don't fight Don't fight. When you live for an audience of one, for God's glory, you will find you're not fighting with people. But if you live for people's approval, you will always be fighting with people. One of the ways to feed your spirit is to live for the audience of one. But when you live for the approval of man, you'll start to feed that flesh and you will get into a fleshly fight. But we no it's not by our might, but by spirit so we feed the spirit we live for an audience of one you want to close your eyes quickly thank you Jesus that you're the ultimate artist that you made me in my mother's womb and then you came into my life so I could be born again you have put a deposit of your spirit in me. My growth might be gradual, but it is inevitable. Even if I have marble like sin, you can break through that marble by your power in Jesus' name. Thank you, God, for the work that you're doing in me. I want to be close to you. I call my sinful desires for what they are. I won't find my trust in them. I won't over-desire them and I won't see them as stronger than what's actually happening in my heart. My desire is to serve you, to be close to you, to be more like you. Jesus, even as we love you and love people, will you start to move in us by your power. I pray that we'd grow in the fruits of the Spirit and overflow in the miraculous, that we'd see people healed, we'd see breakthrough, we'd speak your life, we'd prophesy, We would have wisdom to build. God, do the miraculous through us. But let the most powerful thing be your love. You say, if we speak the tongues of angels, but do not have love, we're a resounding gong. Let us never be a resounding gong. Let us always be grounded in your love. See, in this place if you need to come back to Jesus. You need to receive His forgiveness. Maybe you've drifted from Him. You know, the gospel takes you lower than you've ever been. It takes you to your knees where you say, Jesus, I'm, a, I'm dead in my transgressions. But as you receive him, the resurrection power comes in you and he can take you higher than you could ever hope, dream, or imagine. If you need to come low and humble yourself, the Bible says, as we confess that we, that we are sinners, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. If you need to do that this morning, I want to pray with you, lead you in a prayer, a confession. That's you with every eye closed. Why don't you give me a wave? Say, that's me, Andre. I want to pray that prayer. I need to come back to Jesus or for the first time receive Him as my Saviour. I want to confess that I'm a sinner and I want to ask Him to forgive me. If that's you, just give me a wave. Say, that's me. I know this morning I'm coming back to Jesus or for the first time receiving forgiveness. Anyone else? Just give, God bless you. Anyone else? Just give me a wave. Say, I'm coming back to Jesus. I'm giving my life to Jesus. Anyone else? Just give me a wave. God bless you. Anyone else? Awesome. Let's pray. Jesus? I confess that I'm a sinner. Thank you that you're faithful and just to forgive me of my sins. I confess that you are the Son of God. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. Because of this confession and this belief, the Bible says that I'm saved, that I'm changed, and I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, Amen. Come on, just give Jesus praise in this place. Thank you, Jesus. Can I have everyone's attention? If you guys can look to your right. If you did. Pray that prayer. You might not have put your hand up, but you prayed it. I encourage you, your next step is to tell someone. And we've got men and women, pray t- uh, counselors who could pray with you. We'd encourage you to go to the Salvation Room. If you need any prayer, you could also make your way there. If you'd like to get connected to a view group for this four weeks ago, the Galatians series, you can go to the banner, the God Can banner as you walk out. New people can also grab your first coffee there. And hopefully we'll see you tonight. God bless you guys.